Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason. And elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, you've all heard it. A draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito from the Supreme Court was leaked to Politico late last night. The headlines, of course, is that the Supreme Court plans or appears to be planning to overturn Roe versus Wade. What does that mean? And are there other lessons beyond the headline that we're not talking about? What does this mean in terms of trust? What does it mean for this important branch of government? And where do we go from here? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, if you've been following throughout the day today, obviously the, the big news is the leak of a draft opinion, a first draft of an opinion by Justice Samuel Alito, uh, which uh, would appear to be in the process of overturning Roe v. Wade. And we'll get to that part of uh, it as we go through the next two hours. Uh, but I want to get to some of the things beyond the headlines uh, right now in terms of what this actually means, the impact of the leak itself and where it has spun everything uh, as it relates to not just this case, but to where we are as a nation. Uh, and there's a lot of things that are deeply disturbing to me uh, because we are at a period where trust in institutions of government is at an all-time low and that is starting to fray the fabric of society and our trust in each other uh, is unraveling as well. Sadly, uh, this creates a space, a vacuum, for those who are in the political side of things to raise campaign cash, to use this as a wedge issue to try to win Senate seats or House seats or state legislative seats. And... That's where we really get into trouble because everyone is taking the Supreme Court, which is supposed to call balls and strikes when it comes to the laws of the land, and we're turning it into a political institution uh, that further undermines trust. The, the American public has no trust in our political leaders right now, and now we're going to start to lose that trust uh, in the Supreme Court justices for a number of reasons. But we saw that play out already today. Uh, in fact, uh, if you have ever been on a political mailing list, uh, you can open up your email right now. You might want to go to your spam filter if you're filtering some of those out. And you can see that there are candidates, elected officials, 
political parties, think tanks, who have already sent you an email asking you to contribute because of what is or isn't happening, what will or won't happen next, and why we all should be angry and frustrated. And the best way to deal with that is for you to send us $25 or 50 or 100 or more because it'll make you feel better. And that's part of the problem, folks, uh, is that we allow our elected officials to take an incident like this that we should all be upset about as it relates to the trust that has been breached in the Supreme Court by whoever leaked this document because it undermines the, the critical underpinnings of the third branch of government. Now, let's start with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He took to the floor of the Senate. He also held a press conference. Don't worry, the Democrats did too. Mitch McConnell let it off. And he said that, that the leak was designed to damage trust in the Supreme Court. For years, the radical left has attacked the institution of the Supreme Court. Last night, it appears their campaign hit a new low. Historically, the justices, clerks, and staff have prized and protected the court's confidentiality. The justices must be able to discuss and deliberate in an environment of total trust and privacy. Americans cannot receive a fair trial if politicians, pundits, bullies, and mobs get a say in court. Judicial independence is vital. Judicial independence is vital. Now, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer from New York, uh, not to be outdone, also spoke on the floor of the Senate today and held a press conference or two, uh, along with other Democrats, said this was a very dark day in American history. This is a dark and disturbing day for America. Last night, a report came out that a conservative majority on the United States Supreme Court is ready to overturn Roe v. Wade and uproot decades of precedent affirming uh, decades of precedent affirming a woman's right to an abortion it is hard not to feel angry troubled and deeply disturbed about what overturning roe would do to women across america more than 20 states have laws or constitutional amendments in place that would outlaw abortions should the supreme court invalidate roe uh, Senator Schumer went on to blame Republicans for focusing on what he says are the wrong things, including appointing what he called extremist judges. Republicans are spending all their focus on the leak because they don't want to focus on Roe v. Wade where they know they're on the wrong side of history and on the wrong side of the American people. Try as they might, they can't distract from the truth. The blame for this decision falls squarely on Senate Republicans who spent years pushing extremist judges and justices while claiming this day would never come. And then Senator Schumer called on Americans to vote for pro-choice politicians come November. To the American people, I say this. The elections this November will have consequences because the rights of 100 million women are now on the ballot. To help, to help fight this court's awful decision, I urge every American to make their voices heard this week and this year.
president also weighed in today saying that we need more pro-choice senators and representatives to make sure that the Democrats would hold the majority in both the House and the Senate come November. And so you can see that both sides have turned this uh, into political hay. Uh, and you can start with the leak and then you can look at the broader implications of what this ruling might be. Uh, but I would encourage everyone to, one, make sure we suspend judgment a little bit here. Remember that these this process, uh, which has now been upended, but the process is important because often in that process, some of the justices might change their mind or they might say, you know what, I'll still vote for that, uh, but I need it to be more narrow and and less sweeping. Uh, and, and so that's how the, the process works. Uh, but when you have these leaks, suddenly that process is completely upended. Uh, and then if the if the justices cannot have confidence that the conversations they have with one another aren't going to end up on the front page of the New York Times or Politico or some other place, those conversations change. And that is not good for deliberation. The deliberation that we hope we always have in the Supreme Court of the land has to be based on trust. That trust has been broken. Building it back is going to be difficult and is going to take time. Uh, I am glad that the Chief Justice has begun an investigation. Uh, and I think he needs to accelerate a few things so that that healing and that trust can be restored in the highest court of the land. Because it's the trust deficit uh, that I worry about. As much as I deal and worry about our debt and deficit, the lack of trust we have in the institutions of our country and the lack of trust that we are fostering that we don't have with each other is something we've all got to think about and think real hard. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.